Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, I'm hosting this solo because my husband forgot ice. He also had his computer on mute and we couldn't hear Stephen for 15 minutes just to keep y'all up to date. Her husband's a retard. I'm Kat, by the way. <laughs> I'm JD, owner of South Paw Laser Concepts and uh, the founder of South Paw's Tales from the Barstool. Uh, we got a really, really cool show lined up for you tonight. We got uh, Mr. Stephen Eugene Kuhn. Uh, he's been uh, somebody I've looked up to for, for almost four years now. Uh, it's, it's really an honor to uh, bring him on. He is a brilliant businessman and we are not going to fucking talk business tonight. It's going to be anything but. We're going to see how deep we can go in his underwear drawer. That's what's going to happen. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. My parents haven't logged in yet. <laughs> I hope not. Speaking of which, when you log in, please make sure you go to uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook and uh, give uh, StreamYard permission to see your name. They're not going to do anything else with your Facebook account with the exception of seeing your name so that we can see who's making comments when they go. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to get the uh, drink for the night started. We're, tonight we're drinking Moscow mules, which have to be made in these nice little cool copper mugs here. That's right. That's the only reason I wanted um, that. And uh, I've heard people talk about drinking them. I've never actually tried one. So all of these drinks we've done thus far have been brand new. So I hadn't had an old fashioned prior to last week. And then this week, Moscow mules. So Moscow, Moscow. Oh my what? God. What? I haven't even started what? drinking yet. <laughs> So we Moscow did not mules. pregame today, by the way, people. <laughs> okay, I just got home from work, and uh, I don't know what JD's excuse is. I didn't pregame. That's my excuse. <laughs> so Moscow Mule is uh, based with vodka. We're doing some Tito's, which is made right here in Texas. It starts off with an ounce and a half. Or ish. Ounce and a half-ish. You'll put your vodka in there. It's supposed to be one-sixth ounce of lime, but I am not going to measure out lime. I'm going to do this. Okay, that looks like about enough. Okay, that looks about like about enough. enough. Yep. Perfect. You are a scientist. It's okay. Now math is racist. So the fact that JD isn't measuring is actually very politically correct right now. So you're welcome, people. <laughs> We're, we're anti-racist. Next step is going to be four <laughs> ounces of ginger beer. Uh, this bottle is 6.8 fluid ounces, so I'm going to go roughly less or more than half of it. Less or more. It's Not all, exactly half. It's all scientifical. <laughs> so. And, oh, yeah. Disclaimer. We may not be child appropriate. That is for not just the show, but in real life as well. We're not child appropriate. We're probably going to have to pay for therapy for our own children. We're not paying for yours. Okay. No. And final step. You stir it and you garnish it with lime and you are good to go. It looks like we've got some people posting it on Facebook. Uh, we'll be... Sharing your comments here in a little bit. Uh, for now, go, go ahead and let us know what you're drinking. So, as we try this guy out. All right. Man, that is tasty. So, we're going to get on with the next part. Uh, we got to bring on our sponsors. I like that. That is really, yeah, really gingery. That's, that's, that ginger beer is, gingery. is really gingery. So, we wouldn't be able to do this for you. We wouldn't have this cool equipment. We wouldn't have cool guests or cool production value that's really, really shitty. We just make it look good uh, without our sponsors. <laughs> our first one um, is Mr. John Oda, Gunner Gray Furniture Fusion. Love it. Uh, it's GunnerGray.com. If you're looking for handmade, hadn't quality furniture, this stuff is like heirloom quality. 
Um, I'm going to be sharing pictures next week of some of his furniture because I've told people about it. You would not believe me until you see it yourself. They are absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's not that crap that you'll find at Sutherland's, but I can't say because work people. I've got I've got some furniture from Sutherland's, but uh, this this is not your chachi stuff. This is quality stuff, and one day I'll be able to afford it. He makes Um, IKEA his bitch. The next one, I'm actually really excited to uh, to for uh, Carrie over at Soldier Girl Coffee Company to have sponsored us. She's a female veteran. Thank you um, for your service. It uh, this is a CBD infused coffee. It's the THC free CBD. Um, I'm actually getting a bag of it in a couple of days. I cannot wait. She's doing her virtual we, launch. We get a bag of it because uh, you are sharing it. Maybe so. Uh, She's doing her virtual launch on March 13th. You can go to sgcoffee.com to get more information. You can also find her on Facebook at Soldier Girl Coffee Company, LLC. And then um, our final... Uh, oh, my God. I haven't even started drinking. Our we final, also have Warhorse Legacy <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> so Warhorse is a, is a really, really great organization. They, um, as it says on the screen, they foster healing in veterans, their families, and their communities. But the way they do it is they do it through um, equestrian activities. They, they do horseback riding, learning how to tame horses, uh, brush horses, do you know just any kind of different activity. They don't call it therapy because they are not therapists, but what they do is they, they find a good way for somebody to to put some a positive outlet on their PTSD and their anxiety. That is actually the best way JD has ever described it. Usually he called it uh, PTSD horse therapy. And I thought, how many horses have PTSD? So I'm really glad that he clarified <laughs> now because uh, for a veteran, for a non-veteran, it was getting real confusing, but their foundation is amazing. And I know it's a new year. Everybody's on these like resolution kicks still. So if you want to give back, it's a great foundation. We've so, got to help our veterans. So without further ado, I am very, very, very honored to bring our guest on, Mr. Stephen Kuhn. He is the uh, recent author of um, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, which is a book that I am reading. It's the wrong thing. It's, yes, but there he we did, go. but I fixed it. All right. There you're clicking from now on. I'm no longer a clicker. Stephen, say hi to us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. You're actually drinking. You you're actually drinking my favorite drink. Like I, I, really? I, I, my favorite drink of all time. Yep, killed really? it. Really? What a yeah. wonderful coincidence. Oh, and I yeah. picked it. Stephen, you and I are on the same page. This week. <laughs> I was, I was wondering, like, I wonder if I can get a <laughs> Moscow mule here in in uh, in my little village in Hungary. And on, no, no kidding. I walked into the shop today, opened up the door to buy some aloe vera, and there was literally ginger beer sitting on the front shelf. I was like, what are the chances of that? Literally, that seriously. Yeah. So t- are you drinking it tonight also? No, it's 3 a.m. here. No, probably not. Well, that's, not true. That's, true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so before we get into the fun and games, uh, you have three minutes, and you don't have to use all of them if you don't want to, to talk about any and all of the businesses that you have, because I know you've got a lot of them going, especially the book that I'm reading, The uh, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, which is awesome. So three minutes starts now, sir. Hmm. Okay, so I wasn't prepared for business. But anyway, so I, I, I guess the biggest one is a Humble Alpha um, leadership training and concepts, which is started out with our book with Lane Below and my partner and uh, co-author. And so that's the book that we wrote about, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, Own Your Presence in Life, Become the Epic Leader You Want to Be. And that's branching out to do a bunch of other things. We're going to Peru in two weeks with a bunch of veterans uh, working you know, with veterans in plant medicine. So Ayahuasca San Pedro and some combo. 
And um, uh, the other businesses are, I do M&A, uh, I do some real estate. Uh, I just started an investment fund that is uh, funded at, at, at a level that I've never even could conceive uh, of that much um, investment. But we're using that to um, expand and solidify the, the entrepreneurship, vetpreneur venture. So that's pretty much, that's, that's, a, that's an easy overview. Sounds great. So some very in-depth uh, business questions. No, I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have, a, I have a basic question for you. You mentioned it a little bit ago um, that you live in Hungary. And, and yes. you, for some people that don't know, you are a, a combat veteran for the United States military. You were in the Army. Uh, you were, what, 13 Bang Bang or something like that? No, I was 19 kilo. Tanks. Tanks, yeah. Tanks. Tanks. Okay. So... Um, so you went from being in the army to to living in Europe full time. Take us take us down that road. What got you there, and, and why you stayed? Well, I, I, people forget, but when I came in uh, back in 1986, uh, it was a Cold War. So I I loved being in Europe at the time because it was like man, it was like a, a protected area where we could just have the fun of our life, so to say. And it was all there was no war going on. There was no anti Muslim, anti this, anti that. It was just we were in the army having a great time in Europe. And, you know, doing Border Patrol. I loved it in Germany. So after Iraq, the wall was down and everything. And then I went to Iraq. After Iraq, I stayed in Germany. I got a European out. So you out-process in Europe and don't even go home. And um, it says a lot about my home life, right? And, <laughs> I, stayed and I, I stayed in Europe. And I just, man, I just went, I just loved it. I opened up some cocktail bars and uh, like a nightclub and got into that mess I mean, it was broken. Eye socket broken. Retina is separated. But hey, that's what you do oh, when you're young, right? Yeah, yeah just you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I just I ended up staying here. I'm in my ninth country right now. Um, I, you know, I've been self-employed since '96, and that was a lot of that was with corporations, European corporations, British corporations. Uh, they would bring me on as a, a you know contractor or you know project project worker, and I just freaking love it here, man. You know. What's, what's the weather like in Hungary? Like, I'll, uh, I'm pretty same, ignorant. Same, same latitude like Pennsylvania, Maryland area. So all, you get all four too seasons? Too cold for me. Yeah. Too cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all four seasons, yeah. Well, you guys you guys do too now, right? Yeah, but we do it in six hours. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We do it in two days, and then we're done. We're out. Yeah, we drop the mic, and uh, we're good. Yeah. So so you said clubs. Uh, uh, JD told me you were a bouncer. Is that right? Yeah, among other things, yeah, I'm a bouncer, bodyguard. I was like, I worked for Mick Jagger, bodyguard. Was that yeah. what? Just, just for three weeks, yeah. Do you see him do the chicken dance thing? Though, yeah, everything. But you know what? This is this is you know when you see him, he's like, you know, the big mouth and everything. But I swear his mouth is this big. <laughs> I mean, when he got in the car, it was like it was like these little little rat lips. It was weird. It was like it was he just looked like a little beady little beady eyes and stuff. When he gets out of the car, he puts on this like persona. Right, he gets he got a good guy out of the car, and he's like this big person. He gets back in the car, he sits on his hands, and is all nervous and everything, you know. And um, you know, I was I've always been sort of a dork, and uh, I'm I'm you know I also drove him right, so I drove him, and then I got out, and it was so. This this is in Germany, <laughs> and he was scared shitless of having an accident, right? Constantly, he always sat on his arms. And guess who had an accident with Mick Jagger in the car? <laughs> no, is that why you only worked him for three weeks? Did you get? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is a this is a cool thing. No, I, I it was only three. It was a three week tour, and uh, so uh, his his bodyguard stayed in the UK because he hurt his back. So I just walked up to him and said, "I'm your new bodyguard." Anyway, so what happened? They switched me out, and I took over for Ron Wood. 
And Ron's like, oi, mate. Like he was just like, <laughs> slow and cool and easy. Didn't need me. I just hung around. The only difference was, is I got a $400 a day tip from Mick. Oh, and, oh wow. And, and what, what year is this? 98. Holy crap. So it's $400 is a lot right now, but $400 is a lot back then. Oh, yeah. So Wade asks, do you have moves like Jagger? <laughs> yeah, I moved like actually, yeah. Helped, I helped Jagger move like Jagger, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, you taught him those moves. Oh, see, now all the secrets are well, coming. You know, in, in 98, Jagger had to have been at least 112 at the time. So yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. help doing anything. He was young back then. He was young. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was it, was, it was funny because, you know, in the car, after the concert, you pull right up to the stage in the back. He'd get in the car, strip buck naked. Mm. He, we had paper plates of rice and corn, and he'd be eating like this, buck naked, while his assistant Alan would like dry him off and you know, and then dress him and shit. It was like it was surreal. Wow. If it would have been the days of social media, I'd had I'd have had pictures of naked Mick Jagger to show you. But mm. 1998 wasn't that far. So unfortunately, I have to disappoint you. Darn. <laughs> you know, after seeing the uh, dancing in the street with him and uh, Bowie, that honestly doesn't surprise me because no, there were some very ambiguous acts. But that I gotta in that say, music video. on the list of like the top 100 things I want to see in my life, that's like two million. Not so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tabloid effect would have been pretty good, but yeah. So, so is. Is being a bouncer was that like the worst job, or what's the worst job you had? Oh my god, no, 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 no! Really? Being a bouncer is the best job because really? I was the anti-bouncer bouncer. Oh, so I, okay, like wait, 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 okay, wait. Let me go back further. So when I first got out, I was a typical bouncer. I, I literally got in a fight or two or three every single night uh, to the point where people would say, "Hey, you got to go to you got to go to that place because Steven's there. He's a you know he thinks he's a badass. We got to go challenge him." And I got challenged every night. And I mean, it, it was when I it was, it was in Berlin and we had all forces there. So we had the, the Brits, the Russians, the Americans and the French. Right. So it's all the sectors. It was, it was all it was all segregated as per sector when we split up Berlin after the war. So they started hearing this and they would come and challenge me, especially the Brits. And I honestly would get in fights with the four or five guys at one night. And I had to make a spectacle of them. Otherwise, people would keep challenging me. So I was doing like suplexes and body slams. <laughs> Broke my ankle. Broke my ankle, broke my wrist, and I broke like at the Hard Rock Cafe. I broke the entire stained glass Elvis mural with some, like you know, with someone's head, and it was crazy, oh. man. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. No. It got so bad. It got so, you gotta realize I was big then. So, because when I got in the army, I started pumping like crazy. So I was like, uh, well, I'm six four, and I was probably almost three hundred pounds, and it was like. It wasn't solid muscle, but it was enough to look like it was solid muscle. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Let me see if I'm hearing this correctly because I am a female. Having a job where you got in a fight every night was your best job? No, I said I wanted to back up. Then I stopped that <laughs> because I couldn't stand the fighting anymore. I, I literally fought. like I, I, would, I would actually fight for money. Like They would actually challenge me. I'd fight for money. And uh, I had so no. much rage. No. I could hear his brain. I had so much rage uh, that I, I, I sort of uh, had to stop because it was going too far. Like, you know, I was like ready to really kill somebody. Ooh. And so I stopped and got into other stuff. And, yada, yada. and then years later when I was 40, I went back into the, into the club scene, but I did it differently. I would stand in a suit and tie in front of the bouncer guys, the big bouncer guys. And I would just, Hey, welcome. How you doing? What's going on? Yes. I'd sing Elvis and I'd dance around and I'd bring people to the front. And I turned that club into like this sort of famous spot because 
Like, here's this guy. I had an, at the time, I had an MBA. I was best-selling author in Germany. I was on German TV. And then there I was standing in front of a club. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> you know, my friends were like, Stephen, oh, my God, what are you? Like, hey, buddy, what's up? Let's go up. I'm like, no, I work here. <gasps> you work here? What? They were super embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I-, I was like, nice friend. See ya. And uh, it was the best. It was the best job because I got to meet meet people where they were. Right? They weren't trying to impress or sell or buy or whatever. They were just there, you know. And I had the best time. Met some really really good people. It turned into friends. I had a lot of fun too, if you know what I mean. So. Well, I gotta say that's why that's why this is awesome. The tales from the bar stool because basically. The bar stool, being at a bar, sitting there talking, it's like the great equalizer. Yeah. No matter how, where you came from or how much money you make, if you're sitting at a bar, you don't know the person next to you. You strike, a, strike up a conversation, you've got a friend for life. It's happened to yeah. us more than one occasion. Yeah, so, yeah. and it, it, it really was. It was, it, you know, to this day, people still know me as that guy, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny when I go to Berlin, like, hey, I remember you. Yeah. So, so Wade brought up Roadhouse, so I have to ask. And on your best days, and in Swayze's best days, mm. in the UFC cage, Could you who take wins? Him? Oh, he has no chance. <laughs> in, in my best days, he would have a chance. I would smother him with my size. I would literally, literally just just do bear hugs, pick him up by the neck and the belt, and just literally. I mean, I was I was that raged. I was raged. I mean, I would pick guys up in the bar stool. I'd pick up the bar stool like this, and their neck, and then let go of their neck and flip the bar stool back. I mean, it was that's how crazy i was oh my okay, gosh so um you're an identical twin right yeah okay is he the same height and and yeah. physique and everything that you have he's uh, he's as big as i am yeah but he's uh i think he's like this much taller like a half an inch taller but he's a banker and sort of you know in that world so he, he never got into the down and dirty oh he has a desk job yeah like well, it. Steven has a desk job now, too. Well, now. <laughs> Not always. Or learning. My desk. My desk. <laughs> because what he The says, world is your desk, honey. The oh, world is your desk. Well, you, know, you know what it's all about. Quality, Quality life. life. <laughs> if you've ever seen any of his lives or any of his videos that he does, he ends it. That's his tagline. Quality of life. <laughs> 600 hours a day. 609 or 10 videos. Crazy. I'm living on a diet right now. There is no quality of life. Oh, but dream about garlic bread. It's really sexy. Oh, she does. <laughs> she wakes me up, looks at me, and I'm thinking I'm going to get some. She's like, I waited until freaking 19 minutes into this bring up sex. So you're welcome. <laughs> I am record. really surprised it took that record. long. She's licking me. I'm thinking I'm going <laughs> to. Oh my God. Jesus. Wow. That's hilarious, man. No, it was a, it was a good time. It was a good time uh, uh, being on the door. But you know, it leads to so many things. And what people forget is like when when you meet people there, you're going to meet them somewhere else too. You meet people at their worst, so they're drunk, they're getting kicked out or whatever, and and then you see them later. It was the freaking mayor, or it was you know whoever, right? And you're like, hey, I know you. So you meet them at, at your place, at your comfort zone, not in their comfort zone. And so I made friends, man, like all the way. Up. I, I would say from mafia to mayor. Of course, the mafia weren't weren't weren't, weren't my friends, but. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, Kat will deny it. But when we first started dating, um, I met her the day I got home, got out of the service, mm-hmm. and uh, she was working behind the bar. And uh, that is true. Started dating her <clears throat> and uh, started working in that bar as well. And uh, I worked under her in more than one way. <laughs> but uh, way possible. She she used he, to pick. He, he literally filled all of my slots I had open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
but she she denies it. But probably for the like the first year, year and a half we were together, she used to pick fights for me just to watch me fight. And and I okay, used to look. I used to love fighting, okay, but look. it got to JD the point where to lose it fucking hurts. Time out. Yeah. JD had just gotten out of the military. I started dating a very broken, very angry, very hot JD. And unfortunately, I had come out of some pretty gnarly relationships. So I was a very broken, very angry cat. So his anger and my anger formed a very perfect harmony. <laughs> so he liked the drama and yeah. he liked the crazy. Yeah. So, and it worked. Okay. We'd have been, we'd have gotten along because I was same way. I would just walk in like, who's next? Like, I brought him home know, and my parents it. were like, oh, fuck no. No, no, no. <laughs> next. The first time I met her parents and, and to backtrack a little bit, her, her, her folks are, are small town country people, you know, Catholic, she, helping she raised, Catholic. She was very, raised on 150 acre cattle ranch. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm very Southern. Yeah. I have birthed and cattle. Come on, people. Third, I've mended fences. I've bailed hay. I am Southern. And first time I met I her. I on a farm. I lived on a farm for four years as a kid. Yep. Nice. Yeah. You know how yeah. hard it I is. had an eight inch mohawk. Yeah. I had piercings both everywhere. my eyebrows pierced, Tattoos. my septum, my tongue, my labray, big old holes in my ears, um, wearing a wife beater and, um, God, I can't believe I'm admitting this to where it can be public domain, but I wore Jinkos. He really did. Jinkos, those really big, big baggy uh, jeans at the tail end of the 90s. Yeah, I think I was probably the last person to stop wearing them. It was hilarious. hilarious. Everything I've ever done, that is the most embarrassing thing. It wasn't the Mohawk or the big holes in your ears. No, no, it was Jinkos by far. I think it was the fact that he had a criminal record that my dad didn't really care for. I don't. Yeah, think that'll do it. That'll do it for dads. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I'm his youngest, so I came home with this. Literally, my brother-in-law went to basic training with JD. He flew from Japan. I, I don't know if Isaac's on here. He flew from Japan to visit family. No, he went straight to the bar I worked at with JD to talk me out of dating him. And I was like, really? yes. And I yeah. said, look, honey, I'm 18 years old. I am not taking this seriously whatsoever. And how, now we've been married for 18 years. <laughs> how old were you? I was 18. He was 23. Okay. Yeah. yeah I met been. my wife. I met my wife. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I, I walked into my, although, so I'm a turnaround guy, turnaround business guy. I walked into a, a three month gig in, in Budapest, walked in the front door and there was this woman there. I was like, oh my God, like this woman is like the hottest woman I've ever seen. And, uh, I went up to her and I'm like, wow, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Turns out I was her boss. Right. Um, so, uh, turns out she was 20 years old. I was 42 and people were like, Steven, come on, man. She's too young. I'm like, look at her. Are you freaking crazy? Look at her. And, uh, then I got to know her. She had her own business and was working. I was like, okay, that's a girl I can get behind right there. You know, or yeah. under or over or whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> Inside of whatever. I tried everything to see which one's better. All the <laughs> you have to use a scientific method to figure out what works. Okay, best. so so I've got to ask. Like everybody has those stories of when they were dating. Like, did you ever make a fool of yourself while y'all were dating? Oh, I still do. <laughs> it's, it's oh, nothing good. new there. You know? <laughs> Give me an example. Come on, Stephen. Work. Well, you know, until until her, I, I was always jealous of like the women would make me jealous easily, and now it's, I don't get jealous because she gives me that firm, you know, standing that nothing's, uh, you know, uh, that nothing would ever happen, like ever. So whenever when a guy looks at her, I'm like, do it, man. Look at her. Yeah, she's hot, isn't she? Like I'll I'll bust them out. Like yeah, I agree. You know, kind of thing. But, you know, I always make a full, like, I'll dance with her in the middle of the street and she'll be like, stop it, stop it. You know, it's a very conservative, Catholic, 
um, and um, it's called Reform, I guess it's Presbyterian, over here, very conservative and very low-key. People aren't all extrovert like we Americans are. So I'll just, whenever she's like a little bit in a bad mood, I'll just start I'll do like the dance in front of her and stuff in front of the, in front of everybody else in the mall or in the street or something. She'll be like, stop it, stop it. So where Whatever. is your, but I, you know, I don't, I have no fear of being made a fool of because you're only a fool if you think you're a fool. So I don't ever think I'm a fool. So whatever happens, happens and I, it's fun. And that's life. That's what I do. See, I like JD. That. Yeah, you like that. But I asked you to dance at the Bart Crow concert and you wouldn't dance with me. So I'm just saying because he was embarrassed because no one else was dancing. Oh, no, I'm just you know what? Uh, who, I, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> See me doing it? No. It's six, four, <laughs> a six four guy, two thirty dancing. Yeah, and it's not going to look good. You know. <laughs> Period. You know. No, I'm I'm more embarrassed for her than I am for myself. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> people think about me a long time ago. But I mean, look. You're, it, this is what what you got to think is like. People are looking at you, going, "Man, you know, just, it doesn't matter how he dances. She's a hot. She's hot." You know what I mean? It's like they're looking at the girl going, oh, she's good looking. Who's this guy? Like, they were like, who's this dork? You know, they would ask, like look at me like dork is young, young, you know what I mean? We got a good JD. Come on, you know? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Although, if it weren't for her, like, I, I never, uh, I would have never been caught dead on just, just because going out in a button down or boots or combing my hair. <laughs> Showering, you know. Showering. <laughs> she's she's uh she's really turned that around, which is it's good. I I, I need oh, hygiene. It's so yes. fun. <laughs> hurdle in life. Yeah, one of those big hurdles in life. Yeah. Hey, I bought him peeing in toilets and not outside as often. Not hey, every time. It's my yard, and that's I'm marking my territory. <laughs> Closer, he walks past the bathroom in our backyard. Hey, I, I like being in my backyard. It's he likes being comfortable. In the I, I get to see the stars. We live in a neighborhood, a subdivision, a very nice it subdivision. It doesn't kill the grass. No, no, it, it helps. That means you got a nice pH balance in your body going there, bro. <laughs> Even it sounds like you're encouraging him, <laughs> and that's what I appreciate about you. All right, so. I want to do uh, this segment of the show that we do every week. It's going to be called the, the uh, unpopular opinions where all of us say something and we debate whether or not we agree. All and, right. Uh, Are you going to go first? Shady? Yeah, I'll all go right. first. I'm going to zoom in on you then. Hey. So Hi. my unpopular opinion is that asparagus and rice pilaf ruin entirely too many dinners at, uh, at restaurants. Okay. I can't get a good steak at a good restaurant and I can't get a good, fish like salmon or something like that I without rice pilaf okay it. the rice all right i get and that asparagus tastes like they, cat piss dirt. jd likes salmon but he doesn't want the rice underneath it so he's a baby instead of just saying hey can i get it without he's like oh it came with rice again <laughs> it's on the menu that it comes with rice i know but why don't they offer salmon pairs so well with so many things why does it have to be oh. rice everywhere yeah. it's a it's a filler i mean in, in the states it seems like everything's the same in the states when you when you're when you're when you go out to eat. Doesn't matter what restaurant you go to, it's almost always the same sort of mix like that. Your rice and pilau, and yeah. I love asparagus, but in America, I don't think they have white asparagus, do they? No, not that I've seen. But over I'm, here, honestly, God, asparagus is like this big and it's that round. I mean, it's like it's like a baseball bat. <laughs> white, white asparagus. They have the little green dinky uh, asparagus, but this is like the white asparagus. It is so freaking good. They wrap it in Parma ham. Oh my God, it's some crazy stuff. And then of course. You do uh, you do put uh, salmon with it, but not on it. No, yeah. So Lucy rice. says, I don't like rice either. So 
Thank you for sharing, Lucy. See how Facebook user right there. If you go to a streamyard.com slash Facebook, give it permission to uh, use your name so that way everybody can see who's talking or especially I can see who's talking. Exactly. Um, Kat's cheating. She's kind of using her phone over I there. She's am. got the stream. I am an enabler. So she gets to see all the faces. I do not. <laughs> all I see is Facebook user. All right. All right. So what is your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion is I... No, I'm going to get crap for this because I'm, I'm I'm a woman and I know that we're supposed to enjoy like chocolates on Valentine's Day. I don't really care for chocolate. Like I like dark chocolate. That's it. So I'm sorry. I know I'm a traitor to my gender. I don't care. I don't like chocolate. So don't get me chocolate. How dare you assume your gender? I am assuming my gender. I like one of these body parts. I'm owning these body parts. That's how it works. Or not. You know, whatever yeah. your purpose is. <laughs> I don't want to. Like- I, I got binges. I got binges where I go through chocolate. Like I, I won't eat chocolate for months, and then I'll just grab a whole bar of Milka and dip it in peanut butter and just eat it like that. Oh <laughs> like, my god, man! Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the same diabetic way. coma. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the same way though. I'll go like five or six months without anything, yeah. and then for like three weeks, I can't get enough Snickers and Kit Kats and and stuff, and then it's like all over again. It's, it's like gone. every Thursday, babe. Like, what are you talking about? Every now and then. <laughs> Only when I'm on a diet. It feels like months. It feels like months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been eating chocolate in weeks. And like, babe. So, <laughs> we, oh, we have, a, we have kids, so it's always in the house. It's always in the house with the kids. So I'm like, oh, all yeah. right, stop. Stop this shit. And of course, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandmothers, grandparents, all that. They're always bringing like bags of chocolate over. And so I feel it's my duty to eat it before the kids do because, you know, we don't want them to get sick. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so, such a good dad. It's like, that, candy on Halloween. you know, we do it for the kids. It's for the greater good. <laughs> Thank God they don't have Halloween here. I mean, they have it, but they don't do the trick or treat oh, part. They just dress up and do marches. I can't no, live there. no, can't live there. Halloween is our Super Bowl. Like, no, we wouldn't survive. Really? It takes literally between 100 and 150 man hours to set up our front yard that for Halloween. True. We have animatronics. We have a haunted house. We have a, a tour through our front yard. No, we, nope. Wow. Hours yeah, to get this our year was on. the smallest year yeah. we've had in a while. And there was uh, somewhere between what, three and 400 yeah. people. And that was because the smallest of COVID, one we've had in It years. was small. Mm, yeah. <sighs> last year it was over, five, it was between five and 600 kids. We had Jesus. last year That's before. Crazy. I know. And we love it. That's why we bought a house on the main street of our subdivision because we wanted that. Okay, yeah. Uh, For that one day. day. So, Stephen, do you have any unpopular opinions that you can think of off the top of your head? I'm politically correct. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I I, I hate screamers. Like, you know, there's that app now, Clubhouse. And I, I hate it when people don't stay in their lane. You know what I mean? Like, like if oh, they're talking about shit they don't know about, and they're just talking and talking, giving advice, and have no experience, it, it just, it just, it, it doesn't get under my skin. But it's like, man, you're doing yourself a disservice. People are gonna look at you like, oh man, this guy's an expert. And then they're gonna Google you or whatever. They're gonna be like, this guy has no experience whatsoever. You know, like, why yeah. are you doing it? That's that's my pop, unpopular opinion. Is uh, quit talking about shit you don't know what what you know People, what, what you're experiencing. If you're inept, stay inept. <laughs> own it that is the most own that shit, own that shit. Oh own it. i'm fucking stupid <laughs> i'm sure that's probably what i it's probably a popular opinion so i guess that wasn't i, an I agree with you 100 percent. however on the flip side of Not that coin you have you have the exact opposite where you have the the people that suffer from the imposter syndrome where they are experts but they refuse to 
yeah. accepted and, and they don't deal with it and, and don't it's true. jump in their lane and, and just fucking hammer down yeah. when they should. How about, how about you correct the people when you absolutely know they're wrong? I don't know. But then well, again, JD likes to watch the world burn, so... <laughs> I, I got a gigantic fucking spoon and I use it every chance I get. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Dude, it's like it's it's uh it's three thirty in the morning, so I, I sometimes I don't catch it that quick. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um what? Go to the brand tab. I'm which we're one? getting rid of go to brand on the far right. Oh, got it. Excuse me. And then click this for, one. Yeah, got it. Oh, are we doing that now? <laughs> well, I don't know. You told me to click on. Oh, it. I was just gonna have to. Cat, you're not drinking. What? You're not drinking. You're not. Drinking I'm not enough. drinking. Oh. No. <laughs> so I guess we'll jump into the would you rather. Um, you seem like an expert, Stephen. <laughs> not inept at all. I'm gonna listen to you. Hey, Lucy. I can see you now. <laughs> Um, so, uh, would hey, you Lucy. rather? Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue, and why? Ooh! Wow. <laughs> well, I, I guess to be a golden voice because uh, that that would carry. I don't know. I think people remember songs better than they remember acronyms and sounds and statements. Like if you think of when when you're a kid, you can probably remember most of the songs you learned as a kid. If they could teach math like that, I'd be a freaking wizard. Uh, you know, so, so probably, yeah, probably be able to, I'd love to sing, you know, I mean, I can sing a little bit. I did when I was in the army, I sing on stage in Germany with, who's that guy from, uh, Dukes of Hazzard, the dark hair, the dark haired guy. No, the dark haired guy from Dukes of Hazzard, Tom Watts or Waits, whatever his name was, he came, he was doing a country music tour in Germany and I got on stage and sang, sang, uh, all my exes live in Texas from George Strait. So, that so was did like they my, ask you to come on stage, or did you like kick people's ass all the way up to the stage? You're no, like, I was the army then. We didn't do that shit. You'd be putting it. No, no, no. No, I was. I was, it was a country. It was a country music club in uh, Frankfurt. It was. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I got in a lot of fights there too. Uh, back in the old days, the army days, we got in fights, but it wasn't as bad as it was when I got out. That's for damn sure. But you know, we got in other GIs and Brits, and you know, it's when you're when you're in Europe or where the other communities military communities are, then of course you're going to fight with each other. It's just what we do. <laughs> what about you, Kat? Would you rather have a uh, mm. golden voice or a silver tongue? Hmm. Yeah, huh? I'm stealing my, my 13-year-old's answer when I asked him this earlier. because it is. The oh, then go ahead and answer, answer it. Go ever. ahead and answer it. He said, I will have a silver tongue because then I can use it to tell people that I have a golden voice. <laughs> and convince them. See that? You can have it all, man. You can he have is. it all. Just that came from years. my 13-year-old son. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man. You know what? I kind of like to have things my way. I know you never noticed that before really? now. Um, so, yeah, maybe the silver tongue. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's... Oh. You, get, you already used get your it, way. Use it for that could be interesting. Yeah. When you were talking about singing on stage, what's that? When you were talking about singing on stage over in Frankfurt, it reminded me I was in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. I was at Escon Village. It was the New Year's between 2000 and 2001, um, or it's Christmas right before 2001. And there was a USO band playing there. And, and they were like, All right, are there any musicians that want to come up here and play or sing? And of course, everybody around me knew that I played guitar and I'd sung somewhat decent dishly. And uh, 
So I go up on stage and, and I Still have a quick conversation with the band to see what we would all know that we could play together that, because we've never played together before. And we ended up doing a Hotel California. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Um, I hadn't played guitar saying in, in a while because I was on a deployment. Well, if you can call it a deployment, it's like one step lower than than Qatar being an escon. <laughs> um, but uh, we get to the second verse and I just completely just blank out on the words. And and so it's pretty much just an instrumental for half that verse. No, 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 no. <laughs> just like mumbling. I, I would try humming. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm just playing Don't. instrumental. And then I jump back in with the, uh, actually, I even said, I, la- uh, I, I laughed. I said in the mic, I forgot the words. And, and of course, there's a nice roaring laugh from, from the crowd. And uh, then I jump back into it. And then it says, uh, where it says, uh, we shot, uh, we, we stabbed with our steely knives. I said, we shoot it with our M16s because, of course, that was. Oh, there we go. Awesome. That would redeem myself. Yes. And of course, that gets the, the standing O and everything. And uh, do the solos and outro and all that stuff. And I'm like, being typical JD, I'll, I get up to the mic and music's over. I'm like, hey guys, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I fucked up that song. Fuck, 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 fuck. And I look right down, right in front of me, about 16 foot is bass commander, bass yeah. chaplain, <laughs> my squadron commander, my squadron first shirt. And I'm like, Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna tell a story about a spring <laughs> break in years past where JD forgot the words to Pearl Jam, and he decided to do a grocery list and grilled cheese sandwiches. And some freaking 18 year old bitch comes up and is like, "Oh my gosh, I've always want to know the words to that song. You were so hot singing it, and I am just dying." Dying, it was literally. I was laughing. just streaming together as many random words as I possibly as could because was, that's what Eddie Better sounds it like. It was amazing. And she had no idea. She, I don't know if she was just that drunk or she had a thing for musicians. She, she had a thing for JD. Come on. I think yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. What do you do? Like, what do you do when that happens? Who, me? Yeah, you okay. let the claws out or what? Oh, actually, no. Uh, actually, I kind of laughed at her, like in oh, her okay. face. But uh, no, why? We're not. No. no. No, we're not really the jealous type, I would say. Like, I mean, we've had moments in our lives where yeah, we there probably were, there got. Stages yeah, there were stages. But for the most part, I mean, I'm sitting right there and he's just like, yeah, and that's my wife. And even before we we're married, he was telling people, yeah, my wife's over there. Why don't you go tell her you like the song? So he just sends it my way. And I'm just like, oh, really? You like my husband's song? That's so cute. Now go away. <laughs> so it's yeah, my, <laughs> my, my wife is like, she, she, she's not jealous at all, but she'll protect me. Like she'll, when someone comes up, she's like, you know, sort of. <laughs> And it's funny because I remember one time when we were first dating, we would actually go into bars and stuff, which we don't do anymore. Well, you can't. But and uh, I was coming out of the bathroom. There's a guy talking to her, trying to talk to her. And I swear she's just there, just sitting there waiting for me, looking around like this. And this guy's like right here. And I mean, she doesn't acknowledge his existence. It was so funny. The guy's looking around, like talking to her and she's not she's not responding. He's sort of standing there like an idiot in front of everybody. It was hilarious. And I was like, baby, that's that's the shit right there, man. Like. Just don't even get engaged. You don't have to tell them to f off because you don't acknowledge their existence, man. She's so cool like that. She's so cool. She got that super. She can put on that super, you know, b face like, or you know, really, really good. Just like blank. I don't I see you. That. I don't see you at all. I don't acknowledge you. It's amazing. I mean, she does it to me sometimes too. So <laughs> I know cat's face I have, says I have more a, than her mouth does. It's unfortunate at times. It's unfortunate. Like I've literally been in a situation where a nurse is like does something stupid i'm like no you did fine really yeah yeah 
And JD's like, no, your face, babe, <laughs> <No>. your face. <laughs> That's exactly what your what your brain was thinking. Regardless yeah. Yeah, I lip, can't but. hide. I can't hide when I'm. I can't lie like that either. It's, it just it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my, would you rather? Are you ready, JD? All right, let's hear it. Would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power? Universal respect, hands down. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Think so. I, I I don't need power. Um, well, respect respect means you have presence, and with presence, you have influence anyway. So it's the same thing as power, but it's a you know. Um, I guess you could say uh, that influence is more like power as opposed to force. I think you're talking more like power, force, power kind of thing. And I think uh, presence is more like a an influence that's softer because people will be drawn to you instead of you forcing them to do something. It's true. Usually respect is earned as opposed to power that you just achieve either with a rank or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, 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 there's there's <laughs> staying in the army. Yeah. There's a definite difference between leadership and power position. That's true. We have chickens next door, and the rooster's going off now. Just, <laughs> just don't know if you could hear that. Yeah, in the background. I the sunrise there. It's uh, it'll be another it'll be another two and a half hours for the sun to come up. But I guess my light will come up. He's an overachiever. That's what he is. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Mark says power corrupts. That's true. Yes, very, power very Power, yeah, it depends on your definition of power. A lot, a lot of people think power uh, means also influence, but it doesn't necessarily mean when you have power, you have influence, or when you have influence, you have power. But, you know, it's it's it, it all depends on where you have it, you know. Yeah. So, and yeah, for sure. Pretty universal. Everyone said respect. So. Respect. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That was a good one, though. But Thanks, it was, yeah, it was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thought yeah, I got to be careful here. Get scarred for life if you make the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, I had the right answer written down. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we were all on the same page there. So uh, I'm going to bring something up, and I do not want to get into the political or the ideolo- ideological oh, portion no. of it. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you've been, you know, com- almost completely on the opposite side of the globe that we are. Um, oh, you know, we're here in Texas, and we just had an announcement today from our governor that they're going to be um, getting rid of the masks and all the COVID restrictions as of Wednesday. Um, next week, of course, businesses and private entities still have the the options right. to follow whatever regulations that they see fit. But as far as the mandates are all being lifted, um, what have the what, what how's COVID been handled over there? Like, what restrictions have you been dealing with? Is, and are still country? dealing with? Well, it's you got you got to differentiate between Eastern Europe and Western Europe. Western Europe is crazy. It's like I mean, honestly, in Germany. Uh, you you would think that they forgot what a Nazi was because they're acting like it. You know, I mean, it's so bad there. They have internment camps with concertina wire at the top for people who haven't worn their mask three times or didn't obey the, the curfew three times. Um, they have, you know, they're throwing politicians, elected officials on the ground face first because they're not wearing their mask outside. Ooh. You know, in Austria, in Austria, um, like it's it's just out of control. Anyway, on this side of the of the old East Block, you know, the old wall or the, or the border, it's pretty much still that mentality like what the government says goes so don't even try to argue but the government knows that so they don't have to go so hard so our first core our first lockdown was until 12 noon only 60 people 65 and older could go out of the house to shop or whatever and we could leave after 12 there was no curfew or anything and it just it just it was it was easy you had to wear a mask indoors 
uh, you know, at the grocery stores or whatever, but that was it. And, it's, and since then, they, they have a curfew now until 8 p.m. at night until 5 o'clock in the morning, which I don't go out after 8 anyway. So, <laughs> you know, we have kids. What's the population and density like there, just for, for comparison? In Hungary or? Your, your specific area where you're oh. at. <laughs> you ready for this? I, I, I live in a village of 2,000 people. Oh, like my nice. hometown. Yeah. And nice. 10, 10 minutes is 16,000 people, 20 minutes is uh, Budapest with 1.6 million or 1.8 million people. So it's, it's, we're like in between two, you know, sort of cities, I guess you could say. And it's, uh, so <clears throat> in Budapest, it's a little harder. You know, people are, it, it's, I think it's, it, it's more about the people, right? So you have the enforcers, you know, what they call, I guess they call Karens or something in America. So you have these enforcers running around, like put your over your nose and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and you're just like, okay, man, relax kind of thing. You know, there's no fist fights or rudeness or, you know, people, you know, arguing with each other and fighting and calling the cops on each other. At least not that I know of. Um, I mean, I had the cops call to me one time here because I got an argument with the neighbor about their dog barking six hours straight. And then it was funny because actually <laughs> did, us. did me a favor, actually did me a favor because the the cop came and he saw me. He's like, uh, and he's like, because I don't speak Hungarian good enough, or at least I act like I don't. And so he called he called my wife on his cell phone. It was talking to her in front of me, and and she said, "Look, he's a war veteran. He's got PTSD really bad. Just don't excite him." Like she's <laughs> <laughs> no sudden movement. She's totally like, okay. He's like. He's like, it's okay, you can go home now. And uh, <laughs> then the whole village thinks I'm psycho. And then on top of that, yeah, on top of that, one time I'm driving and this guy cuts me off in a little village road. And I was like, hey, like like this, because you can't flip people off here. Everyone knows each other. Well, he thought I flipped him off. He sees my wife at a gas station right around the corner and stops and says, like, is that your husband with the, you know, with the German license plates on his car? And she's like, yeah, you better tell him, yada, yada, you know, you better tell him not to flip me off again or I'm going to come visit him. And her response just don't come alone. I was like, yeah, oh, nice. so cool. How cool is that? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's that is what. pretty good. That is yeah. biblical. That is pretty good. Dang. That is. I'm going to write I mean, that I down. Like, oh, shit. So, yeah, now I have this, like, reputation, like, you know, sort of no one messes with me. And, of course, I don't leave the house except for go to the gym because this is my office. Yeah. And all of the mothers of the kindergarten kids, because there's only 2,000 people. There's only so many kids. They all go to each other's birthday parties. And the men never go. It's just the wife and the kids. And, uh. They, they keep asking Kata, my wife, what I do. And I said, just don't tell them what I do. It's too hard to explain. And so they all think I'm like a money launderer and mafia. I mean, they just keep making up all these stories. It's hilarious. We just, we just let them roll with it's it. So everyone, everyone, just leaves me alone. Yeah, everyone just leaves me alone. It's great. <laughs> oh, my God. You should start uh, get, uh, get, get some big bulk construction trash bags and start carrying them out in the middle of the night. Like, just shape it on purpose like a body. On Halloween. Do it on Halloween. You'll get a reaction. Oh, man. Yeah, it'd be funny. Yeah. Like, no, no, they're uh, very standoffish people here anyway. They're very um, – Hungarians are very pessimistic, um, sort of negative, negative people. It took a while for me to get you know, used to that. So now I just I – just, do I just do positive? The more negative they are, the more positive I am. So they think I'm crazy anyway. <laughs> well, I think it's a good rule to follow in life. Hang on, just go on. I'm sorry, our German Shepherd is joining Sadie. the show. Girl, Sadie, go away. Go on. Go yeah, go I, I got my uh, Irish Setter back here too, sleeping. Yeah, 
Well, our shepherd is the size of two shepherds because uh, she <laughs> sneaks in at night and, and eats all the cat food. And, and apparently she, cat food makes dogs really, really, really fat. obese. Yes. And then she sheds another German shepherd every two oh days. Oh, my God. She sheds, <laughs> <laughs> she sheds another German shepherd. Really? She does. There are chunks of German shepherd all over the house. Chunks of German, German shepherd. That sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Without getting into your businesses, um, with your business, let's get into you do a a lot of traveling and and you go on a lot of vacations, a lot of business trips, things like that. I I see your your pictures on Facebook all over um, Europe and and parts of Asia and everything. It's it's, uh, Peru. Uh, So, when do you pack? Do you pack the day of, the night before, a week ahead? Night before, night before, man. I always oh pack everything God. the night before because I'm going to need something. I promise you. I try to pack before to be all that squared away and stuff. Oh like, God. damn it, I need that thing that's in the very bottom. And no, so I pack the day before. And I lay it out like day one, day two, day three, day four, oh. day five, day six. Y'all give yeah. me heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all give I'm me not heartburn. the only one. No, this- I only do carry-ons. I never check bags. I don't care where I'm going and how long. I never do do check bags. Only carry-on. That's a, that's a smart idea. Yeah. But JD yeah. packs... The night before or the morning of. For any trip, yeah. it doesn't matter how long the trip and it drives me crazy because you always forget something, it's, which is why you pack beforehand. It's easy. If we're gone for five days, I pack six days worth of clothes in case there's an oops. That he know, always forgets something. myself or something. And I have uh, an extra set of clothes. Babe, did I bring my underwear? How the hell would I know? You brought this morning. Yeah. Like, well, I don't. When, when I go to the States, I don't bring underwear. I just go to Marshall's and buy new stuff. <laughs> they don't have marshals here. You know, they don't have marshals here. They got shitty underwear in Europe. It's like some weird, I don't know. I guess they don't care about fashion over here. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. My my parents, it's like uh they were living in Oregon, so every time they came to Texas, it wasn't Marshalls, it was uh Sonic drinks and Ross dressed for less. Or Coles, I'm sorry, Coles. Wow. And it was, every nice. time they came, that's where they wanted to go first. And it's like, uh, you want to see your grandkids? No? Whatever. Okay, after Sonic, you got it. Yeah, I don't know Coles either. I don't know Coles, but Ross, I, I I went in there. I don't know what the hell that is, but I've never bought anything. I don't know what that that's all about. Ross is where they get all um anything from the factory that has a thread out of place or something like that Ross. goes to Ross. So you're getting like no, well, you know, I just use there for like fifteen to twenty five dollars. So I've never found about. anything in I mean I looked in Ross, I just look I don't it looks like a per pound i don't know what they do if you buy it per pound or whatever but um when, when when i go home the first thing i say to my brother let's go to marshall's because uh, on the main line uh well it's it's near philly right and it's like the most luxurious marshall's you'll ever see i mean everything's like top shelf perfectly neat nothing's all in these big bins and stuff you feel like you're in like uh you know neiman marcus or something you know when you go in the, in the, into the marshall's there so there's some really good stuff and like really good stuff in there so it's all the you know all the richies live there. So hi Tammy. It's me again. Uh who are you referring to when you're asking to share the gas station story? Who is that? Is that you, Diddy? No, no, that was the gas station where my wife where the guy went to my wife and said <gasps> oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what's happening? Is there a different story? Oh, like, oh, because that would be awesome. No, that was the gas station story. She was awesome. up there, but yeah, the guy never messed with us again. Anyway, okay. yeah. So Marshalls is like my is my go to first thing I get. Like I'm I'm flying to Texas. I'll be in Dallas, uh, 13, 14, 15, and sixteen, and then I'm going on to Peru. I'm staying with Chris Shevers, and uh, I, I'm like 
Marshall's brother. I hope they got one. <laughs> oh, they have plenty up there in the DFW area. They've got plenty. Yeah. Quick, before I forget, I've been wanting to ask you this for a while because you know I follow you on Facebook and everything, and and uh, you had the the picture with um, the seven dots on your upper yeah. arm, um, yeah. and and I I looked up a little bit of it. I guess it's a, a the the poison of a tree frog that's injected yeah. into your skin or something. Elaborate on that a little bit, just so so I can. Yeah, actually, they just came off today, so you can't even see them anymore. They're just little white dots. You, yeah, you can't even see them. But um, basically, what it is is it's a cleansing that they've used in the Amazon for hundreds of years. And um, you take the poison of the well. First, they take a little stick, they light it on fire, and they burn holes in your skin, not deep, just to just to get the, the top layer of skin off. Then they take the poison from the frog and stick it in these holes really nice and neat and literally within seconds it starts to burn and within you know a minute your head feels like it's turning into a balloon and it just turns i mean it's so hot and so much pressure and it just it almost like goes down your body like this scans it and then it it forces your body to to secrete a bunch of fluid and dump it in your stomach and at the same time you're drinking water like nobody's business so i drank probably a gallon of water on the way there and while i was there i drank one of these big big bottles like this and then during the ceremony, I drank it again. And now the ceremony lasts about 20 minutes and uh, you purge all of this out then, right? So all of the secretion, it takes all the poison and bacteria and sickness and everything out of your body into your stomach and you purge it out into a bucket or out the other end. And I was doing both at the same time and it was, it was brutal. I was like, why the fuck did I do this? Oh my God, it was horrible. And I was like, and then it was over. It was like, boom. And I was, I was, I mean, it was incredible. I was so, I was like Superman. And it just so, it switched off like that. I went I went from feeling like shit, like I was going to die, to Superman within seconds. It was crazy. And since that day, pure clarity, you know, straight, straight. It's, it's just, it's a cleanse. They say if you do it three times, you'll be immune to just about anything. Well, it's like Spider-Man, but it's a poisonous tree frog. So we need to get like <laughs> Frogman shirts made for you or something. That would be awesome. Well, it's called Combo. It's called Combo, K-A-M-B-O, and it's uh, it's actually legal in America, and it's legal here, and it's legal in most places. Um, K-A-M-B-O. It's it's something that if you want to, I mean, it really helped me. Like I, I feel so with the, uh, really with the uh, um, it, it's obviously a cleansing and, it, and it's purging everything in your body. Um, but you said that you you have more clarity of mind and everything like that. Is that is that more of a spiritual ish, uh, uh, portion of it, or is it because of the toxins being removed? It yeah. actually helps your mind work better. Yeah. yeah, it helps brain fog. It helps your brain fog, helps any stomach issues or, you know, if you have irritable bowel and all that stuff, it literally just flushes it all out. I mean, it just, it's, uh, you know, they, they call it spiritual, but you don't get, you don't have any like effects in your head. You're not high or anything like that at all. So it's literally just afterwards. I just felt a clear peace. And man, I felt so calm and so clear, and everything just fell into fell into into place. Frogman cap, yeah. I know. Like, if only I had a hat guy. Yeah. yeah. Man, I wish I knew somebody that made hats. That would be so cool. Combo master, how's that? Combo master. There you go. <laughs> We're gonna have to make that happen. Yeah. With a new shirt from Ginger and David. Yeah. I there did you go. combo, and all I got was this stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> and some scars on my arm. You know, actually, the scars, they, 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 they stay on your arm. You're very faint, but you can see them. And people make designs around their arms and down their legs because they do it a lot. Some people do it a lot. There's, there's another frog poison that I won't do that actually paralyzes you for a couple of minutes. Oh, and I'm like, nah, I don't need that. It's like that, uh, that puffer fish sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? No. 
puffer fish sushi, or it's a, um, the fish has a, a neurotoxin in it that can that paralyzes you. That's also used to to simulate death in certain places. But if the fish is cut Are wrong, it can actually like kill you. Tetrodotoxin or something. Yeah. Where it simulates death. No, we're not doing that. You're, and why do people eat that? Like there's, there's very few places that that it's actually legal to do anymore because it's so dangerous to to do. If it's cut wrong, it, it'll kill you. Why would you even try? Who knows? Because people are dumb. Uh, Lucy says she knows a guy. He sounds hot. Hook me up with him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jesus, why do people do that shit? Eating puff fish. God, hey, honey, this could kill you. <laughs> bon appetit. <laughs> it's, like, it's like anytime somebody gets a bite of something that's absolutely horrible, they're like, hey, this here, tastes like shit. Here, Take a bite. It. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> here, um, my fart really stinks. Let me lock the car windows. I hate when you do that. You do that. <laughs> you torture me and the kids with your. Uh... <laughs> Wait, hey, what did I tell y'all two episodes ago? justifiable homicide. It goes through my brain every time he says things like that. <laughs> a judge will understand. He'll understand. Oh, I got I got documentation <laughs> now. You know, Maybe. Now you record it forever. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we're going to start wrapping it up, man. It's a, it's a minute till nine our time, which makes it a minute till 4 a.m. your time. I definitely cannot say thank you enough for uh adjusting your sleep schedule to to be part of this yeah we uh, appreciate it i've always yeah, wanted to have a nice long conversation with you outside of anything business so it's business. been it, it, it's yeah. been really refreshing it take, you know i'm looking at your bar scene here and you have me across the top here and this light fits in your bar perfectly man you see it that really it does. really does it looks it actually looks like <laughs> did you play that <laughs> yeah i'm like oh, that looks pretty it actually looks like part of your screen i actually like that backdrop that's cool it's awesome. a tin ceiling too, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. That's my yeah. goal eventually. Yeah, I wish that was my real bar. Yeah, here that's at the house. not our real bar. Oh, you're gonna put a tin ceiling in? I hope eventually, so. Yeah. Nice. Man. I want to nice. do a lot of. Well, unfortunately, my my bar, which we're sitting in right now, if you were to go um, about a foot and a half to the right of Cats, you would be in the uh, South Polyzer Concepts Manufacturing Facility. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I got one foot uh, in his the, business. The company has completely taken over Dipping what was the, uh, the bar common social area in the house. Well, wow, you can drink and work at the same time. I guess you shouldn't want. You don't want to do that, probably. But yeah, okay. I, I never it. ever do that. I never drink. I can't imagine <laughs> a veteran drinking and work. No, no, <laughs> no. I actually don't. It, it may seem like I do, but I really don't drink that often. I drink on Tuesdays for this, and then well, occasionally when date nights. When when I was working in Germany, and and when I first got there, lunchtime you had beer, like it was normal. They it literally, and every morning, because I, I had a construction. A con- contracting job or, or company, and the guys would come to work with cases of beer. Like each day, one guy would bring a case, and it was like round robin. And at lunch, you sit there and drink beer. It was like drinking. It's the same thing in France. They drink wine. We're moving to Germany. <laughs> you know, it's a running joke in our hospital that someone has a margarita machine in their locker. We just haven't found which locker it is yet. So. <laughs> Medical. We're not. What are you in a hospital? You a nurse? I am a respiratory therapist. Oh. So I'm a nurse for the heart and lungs, basically. So you wear a doctor's get up? I wear scrubs and two uh, masks, thanks to coronavirus. So, yeah, at all times. Two masks? Are you doing the Fauci thing? Three masks? <laughs> We're required to wear an N95 with a surgical mask over it. 
Wow, no. that is weird. Don't ask. I don't make the rules. So, so I just abide from, by them. From 96, 95% of the particulates to 95.8%. <laughs> it goes to... Ish. I don't, I don't know, but um, especially since we have to wear the mask multiple days because we're short on supplies. You know, so there you go. So. That's crazy. Yeah, I was looking at masks for travel because I have to. I, oh, there's my dog. He's- Hello. Oh, oh. You. <laughs> You're famous. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> oh, what a freak. So. Yeah, Please calm down. Oh, like, oh, he's paying attention to me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> wow, calm down, calm down. Shh, shh, shh. Wow, what the heck's up with you? Well, now we know who the alpha is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, not well, humble. Yeah, not humble. <laughs> well, but we're going to wrap it up. We're going to let you deal with your dog and get back to sleep. I know you've, uh, yeah, I couldn't even imagine taking a nap and waking up that early. Fuck that. You're a way better man than I am. And, wow, uh, man, that's worth it. I, you know, it's a, Definitely it's worth it. I, I always wanted to just have a conversation with you guys. I get to meet your wife. That's cool. Now the family's expanded, you know, so we're good, you know, gladly. Well, I'm glad to finally talk to you. JD talks yeah. about you not incessantly, like he doesn't want like to smell your crotch or anything. Nothing weird like that. But like, just, just your collar. <laughs> but like he definitely wants to shake your hand and have some beers with you eventually, which is. How far are you from Dallas? It's Pretty about far. an eight-hour drive. Pretty far. Oh, Jesus. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. no, Texas. from here, it's yeah, probably nine hours from here. Yeah, probably. No. Yeah. Texas yeah. is gigantic. Yeah. And that's funny. When you think about that, eight hours, I'm in, yeah. like, I could be in 10 countries. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, eight hours, I'm in, yeah, I could be anywhere, basically, in Europe in eight hours. <laughs> You know how terrifying of a thought that is? I could be anywhere in eight hours. Just, <laughs> just make sure it just takes you to a Bucky's while we're in Texas. Yes, go to Bucky's. It's like the um, super mall of gas stations. Just ask Chris. He'll he'll know. Bucky's I'll is forget a it, but yeah, and, Chris, if you're watching, remind remind me remind us to go to Bucky's. Bucky's. Everybody and, comment and about beaver nuggets. Bucky's. Beaver nuggets for beaver nuggets from beaver Bucky's. nuggets. Yes. What the hell are beaver nuggets? Oh, there's caramel crusted heaven. I don't know. There's caramel on it. If you like caramel, you'll love them. I thought it was like like chopped up beaver made into chicken nuggets. If it is, (laughs) I like beaver. Like, I mean, it's just really good. I I love me some beaver. (laughs) Yeah, because that wasn't inappropriate. (laughs) This is actually probably the most appropriate (laughs) show we've done thus far. Me and beaver, we got this. (laughs) They really do. You're lighting up some men right now, but I tell you, yeah. man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Before I married JD, could have gone either way, Beaver yeah. or Hotbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're never going to wrap this up. It's too fucking fun. <laughs> it's just now getting good. What are you talking about? <laughs> the best test at the end, people, Bucky's. Yes, Lucy. I don't know if everybody else is cool. Then Stephen, you can just call. You say when we finish. <laughs> it's your sleep schedule. We're no, good, man. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's I, I like the flow we're getting into now. That's always good, you know. Sorry, <laughs> having a good conversation like that. You know, I don't get a chance to do this often. I mean, I'm always talking about business, and I'm I'm in this little village, so I don't talk to many people here except my wife, and she can't she can't hear it anymore. So you know, uh, and and I get on podcasts. It's always the same thing. Where are you from? What are you done? What's the book? This and it's just it's good to just have a conversation, just to chat, have a good time. Oh, you wrote you wrote books. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. 
<laughs> do you want to stay longer? It's completely up to you. I'll run it as long as you want. Yeah, a little more. We got to another, another minute, a couple minutes, 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Since, okay, since you brought up other interviews, especially about business stuff, what is the dumbest question you've gotten from a business interview? Good one. Um, you know, they always want to talk about the war, right? Because that gives like credibility. I have a war, war guy on my, on my podcast. And I said, look, well, there was a young guy. So whatever you do, don't ask if I killed anybody or anything stupid like that. You know, first question. Uh, let me just before we get started, you were in war. Have you ever killed anybody? I was like, I, and it was live. I was like, I ask you not to, not to, not to ask that question. So you can either rephrase it or I, I can get up and this, this, this interview's over. Like I just dumped it. He was like, <gasps> thought he could call me out on, on live TV and then, or whatever it was live. And and I would, you know, fall for it. Oh my! Yeah, well, yeah, well I, I think the worst thing is in, in in interviews is when they don't listen to you. They ask you a question, your answer, and they're looking at the next question, not even engaging you. And they go, oh, "That was great. Okay, here's my new question." And there's no there's no flow, right? I was talking about that today with this guy because I did, I didn't interview this earlier this morning. It was awesome. We just it just it just went and went and went. You know how it is. Like, so what's your favorite color? Okay, thank you. And uh, what's your favorite car? You know, it's like where's wow. the discussion? Where's the discussion? Right. So that's you know, the key part. You know what you should have told him? You should have said, not yet. And then just <laughs> and then let it fade away. <laughs> and, then, yes. and, then, and then the whole audience would have you been like. You better call your mom. The whole audience would have been like. I've been wanting to use He's that stupid clap track all night. All night. You have that one too, right? <laughs> Uh oh, Lucy wants to know now. Lucy wants to know what is your favorite car? Oh, my favorite car, it's got to be like a 68 Chevy Chevelle. I had one when I was in high school. That's my first favorite car. The second car I had when I was in Germany as a soldier, as a private, I had a a Porsche 914. And uh, well, it was back when I think the dollar got. Like three or four D mark, Deutschmark, which was a currency. So for every dollar, you got three Deutschmark. And this thing was cost me like $2,000 to buy this car. Um, so it was only 11 years old at the time. So it was, it was a Porsche 911 or 9, 914, which is basically the VW Porsche, is what they call it. So it has the, the mid engine. It was a little small red target top, two seater. It was amazing. I love that car. So you were loaded in Deutschmarks? Yeah, that's right. Loaded. Loaded, <laughs> loaded. We'd go out. It was like you couldn't spend the money. And then we went to Spain on vacation, and there was a Peseta was there. This is before the Euro. And I remember we were on vacation. I had to like hide money behind frames under carpets and stuff. I had so much money because I I didn't know, you know. Oh, let me let me do five five hundred bucks. It was like enough to live in Spain in a four star hotel for God knows how long. And we I was with the other soldiers, and it was just I was buying gifts for people, random people, because I said so much like this paper money, and I was crazy. So so with with the Various European monies and, and, and everywhere that you've been in Europe. Um, and I'm sure that over time you've become more accustomed to, to all the different um, values of monies and, and traditions and, and customs everywhere. Um, with you being an American, American accent, everything like that, has there been occasions where people have tried to rip you off or oh, yeah. advantage of you because you are American, even though you know exactly what something's worth and you know what the value is? Oh, yeah. I was in Turkey uh I don't know, a long time ago, and I ordered a fresh pressed orange juice. It was like this little glass, you know, like a little cocktail, a long drink glass, and uh, sixty five Mustang, nice. And um, uh, this, I was sitting with my Turkish friend and her brother, 
And this guy said, okay, you know, in Turkish, that'll be like $12 or whatever it was. I was like, what are you nuts? And my friend said to him in Turkish, Hey, come on, we're, you know, we're Turkish. And he's, she's like, and the guy said, don't worry about it. The foreigner will, 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 will pay for it anyway. They don't know what the cost is, you know, like that. And then she told me, she told me, I was like, what are you stupid? I'm not paying this. And he's like, you have to pay. And uh, her brother like got up and basically made him understand that I wasn't going to (laughs) pay in a physical way. He literally chased him. I think he chased him like a mile through the market trying to catch him. Yeah. I was like, I'm just beat the shit out of it. My ex had a six, seven. I got pissed one night and was leaving back. There was, Oh, that's yeah, I didn't come home for a couple of days. <laughs> Hello, Jennifer. Hello again. <laughs> she said, that 67 was the last year they had that style. They came up with a new style in 68. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I can imagine. Yeah. My car was my, my everything in high school, but that Porsche, I, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice little, you know, wannabe sports car, but I've still, I'm going to, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to buy one if I ever, get around to it you know and they're they they run like i think if you want one that's fully restored it's like it's like 20 30k right now so for a collector's car you drive you know twice a year i'm not sure if i want to ever do that but we'll see depends on what's happening gto judge racing orange oh my god i would do some really really shady shit for that car he really would that, that or, that from, uh, from vanishing so, point with steve mcqueen Oh my god, that thing was a sexy car. Does that thing have a name? Like a it, it doesn't it have like, like a goat or something. No, yeah. the, the GTO is the goat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh the, the charger from uh, vanishing point? Yeah, uh, but that doesn't have a name. They called it something. I don't remember. Or am I thinking of Nicolas Cage? Oh yeah, that was that was when it was <laughs> was it Eleanor, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Eleanor, that was it. Yeah, that's what I was. That was the uh, the six nine fastback yeah. Mustang. Mine's but, what a 1949. Oh, you want a 40? She wants a, a 47 super, super deluxe. deluxe. The old really 48 Fleetwood Master. My dad, <laughs> my, my dad has a 36 right now. He has a 36 um, Chevy. I don't know. It's it's bright orange. Beautiful, beautiful car. He he, he loves those old old timers. We had a 48 Chevy Fleetwood Master. Oh, it was called. It was a business coupe, so it had like it had the big pearl steering wheel and the. Had the shifter that you could do with your elbow, you know, out the window, like on the side, and it had um, this the giant pack. half globe uh, uh, hubcaps on it. And- <laughs> yeah, it had the little hubcaps in the middle of the big wheel, right? So it yeah. had that little. But it was like full on, like there were you couldn't see any spokes or anything. It was just dome. Dome yes. dome dome. there, just, just beautiful yeah. chrome. Yeah. yeah. I fancy my born in the wrong era. I should have been a fifties, forties, really forties girl. So love it. Do you do the um the do you do the Bobby style? You know, with the with the poodle I, dress. I used to. I used to when I was bigger, when I was curvier girl. I used to like pull that off, but uh, I haven't done that in a real long time because I think people realize that I should not have been born in the forties because I have a mouth on me. So, oh yeah, she is not the uh, stay at home well, back. I don't know anyone girl. who. I don't know any woman who who doesn't wear like the hair thing and the poodle dress and that you know that like fifties look. Yeah, who doesn't have a mouth on her. I mean, I they, yeah the, the whole greaser thing. It kind of goes company, yeah. yeah because yeah, I'm definitely a a mouthy gal. I blame it on crybaby that Johnny Depp flick. <laughs> it set up a whole generation to be mouthy bitches. <laughs> I'm really now. I feel really unique. Yeah, well, there you go, greaser. That's right. That's what you call them. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about it. Man, I, you know, I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking to you guys. I'm realizing I'm forgetting my jargon. I've been over here so long. Man, forgetting about all these things. The word greaser. <laughs> Jesus. 
That reminds me of that movie Stripes. Someone said they call, it, they call it a judge. Yeah, that was the GTO that judge. Was that was the... Uh, yeah, that was that was like the the most upgraded version of I the GTO am, you can get, and GTO stands for gas, tires, and oil because that's what you're replacing every other day. That was Brian. Hi, Brian. If you go to Streamyard and give us permission, we can have your name up See here. Who too. You are. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, your Facebook user. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Oh, well." She says, "You don't have a mouth, cat. You have a distinct attitude." Hey. It's a persona. Persona is the is the uh, preferred Some, nomenclature. Sometimes JD wants to strangle me for my distinct attitude. <laughs> I'm not strangling you per se. <laughs> I don't have any good euphemisms <laughs> for it. But <laughs> physical influence. Yeah, thank you, sir. You physical influence. Ginger and David say all good women have a great vocabulary. Um, right. Unless that vocabulary involves the word fuck, then... Yeah, fuck isn't good. Shouldn't use fuck. Fuck is a comma. <laughs> it's punctuation. If, if I had a nickel for every time we've already used it in this show, I, know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I wouldn't need sponsors. Yeah, try to explain <laughs> that to Europeans because they, they think when you say fuck, you're swearing at them. Oh. Well, well, it's, like, it's like an exclamation point. Well, conversely, in, in Britain, Ireland, Scotland, cunt yeah. is just like, dude... But over here in the states, cunt yeah. is like the that nastiest the of word. nasty words. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's, I it's like it. six of one, half yeah. dozen of the other as far as curse words go from here. Over there. It, it sounds different in English too. I mean, if they speak, you know, Irish, a fucking Irish, you fucking yeah. cunt. You know, they talk like that. It's just like uh, okay, that sounds. <laughs> cool. You know, what are you saying? You know, so yeah, you, gotta, <laughs> you, know, you say it in American English to an American. It's like, what did you just say to me? Like, you're dead. <laughs> You know, I kind of, so. Yeah, I got really, 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 really hammered um, on one of my birthdays. And this was probably the worst birthday celebration I ever had. Um, we'll and, bring and this up again. We got in a fight and I used the C word. Ooh. And that was like the immediate like. Yeah. Uh-oh. The it, needle like, across the record. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Yeah, no. Things are things are not going to go well from that point forward, regardless <laughs> what is said. That was uh This is years later, and I still make that face when he brings up this yeah, story. So Thanks, hon. I almost forgave you for it already. Oh, you never forgave me for it. <laughs> I didn't. Men are gluttons for punishment, you know. We, we we like calling up our mistakes. Keep we keep it real that way, you know. <laughs> See, that's what I'm doing, babe. I'm keeping it real. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yes, that's keeping exactly. it real. <laughs> the, is that what the kids are saying now these days, Joseph? Stop using my kids. God, cool I kids, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah my, 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 my wife remember, remembers shit from, like, I don't even remember. I mean, I when something happens, it happens and I dump it. You know what I mean? Like, dump, dump, just get anything negative. I just dump it out of my brain. And, like, my wife will just drop this random sort of comment that attaches to a whole, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Look at this. Jennifer says, I love the C word. <laughs> Dang, Jennifer. Dang. My problem, my problem is I have a traumatic brain injury, and uh, I oh. don't remember a lot of things. And when she tries to bring it up, shit again. Well, you remember when this? I'm like, no, I really don't remember when that happened. That's so. like you're so full of shit. And you only have traumatic brain, tra traumatic brain injury when it's something bad, right? <laughs> 
but it's, it's so it's, convenient that it's he It's not my the fault that there's so That's many coincidences. That's why I'm here to remember all the stupid shit Joseph Dean does. <laughs> Because his traumatic brain injury won't let him remember all the stupid shit he did. Yeah, so I can't. I can't pull the PTSD card at home either, so it doesn't work for me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, Mother Hubbard. He's just, but, but he somehow remembers all the good things he does for me. He doesn't remember all the bad things he's done. Hmm. Well, that's, we learned that in the army. We learned that in the army. You only remember the good things. I think do- it's selective traumatic brain injury i think that's what it <laughs> although, is although when i went to my 20 year high school reunion I've heard of that. i totally used it for my advantage because there's people you? coming up to me like have oh my you? god jd how have you been and i'm like i'm sorry i was in a really bad accident and i had brain injury i lost a lot of memories i don't you know i, I i'm very sorry and they'll they'll start saying stories i'm like oh you're just an asshole yeah you do you it's I'm, not your traumatic brain injury you're just an asshole you were doing it. You were you were fucking with him, or you were serious? No, he seriously. No, I, I seriously. Oh, okay. I had no clue yeah, who no, they I were. Know. No, I didn't. Well, I, I don't have that issue, but I still couldn't remember who they were when I went to my twenty year. No, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it was because I'm an asshole that I didn't remember them, but I, I like, totally used the excuse of the brain injury. I had seventy freaking people in my graduating class. Like, if you don't remember someone, you did it on purpose. Like, it's an insult in my hometown. So there was like, I was a loser in high school. I didn't have any friends. I didn't remember who these people were. You know, I didn't. I don't. I, I never hung out with these people or ran. I had three friends in high school. One of them was my brother. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, like, I don't. I don't know who these people were. A lot of. Them. I, mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have. That a lot of close friends but like i said i grew up in a tiny ass yeah. town you know people's tan line by the next morning if they slept with somebody i mean it was just that kind of town which is why i didn't date very often in my hometown yeah, yeah. You pettis you dated uh i dated every Skidmore. small town near it though <laughs> every, every one or two a school within 45 minutes it was, oh, that's, shit. it's just that you're making me sound way worse way worse than i actually was no but it, it, it it's uh that, that was the typical oh, thing on. no that was the typical <laughs> thing is is you never dated in your own high school for all those 1a schools that were around those 2a schools because Man. there was only you know eight eligible yeah. people and, and most and of them were related, related to each other i wasn't i didn't my <laughs> so you had to you had to date <laughs> outside that's true 30 45 that's true. Minutes a lot of them were related just, to each other so jesus yeah I, I went to i went to you know i went to high school in central pennsylvania we call it Pennsylvania. And it's sort of the same. There was a place there called Bald Hills, and it was it was like that. It was all like it was like Deliverance, you know. You remember that movie? Is yeah. it like Amish country, Pennsylvania, or Mennonite oh, yeah. area? Lancaster, Lancaster, Pennsylvania is Amish. I mean, literally, there's like the names of the towns are like Bird in Hand, Bird in Hand Hotel, uh, Brass Balls Avenue, Intercourse <laughs> PA. Intercourse PA is actually a city. Oh my Intercourse god, we gotta PA. go there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, all, it's all a shoe fly pie and Amish Amish farms and stuff seriously i will i will go to intercourse pa if you promise that we will have intercourse in <laughs> intercourse pa otherwise i'm out seal it seal it you <laughs> <need> it. <laughs> well it was, when, I, when i was in boot camp yes, right you yes. know they would have mail call right and the and the drill sergeant always make fun okay okay uh, uh private coon there's a letter from uh, sally whoever like you know and i would never get letters from girls because i didn't have any girls when i was in high school and uh, so I started sending letters to myself 
from the post office, right? And I would write from Intercourse PA, Yolanda Williams, and like put hearts and kisses on the back. And this guy would just, I would, he would be out there all the time reading, oh, Coon's got another one from Intercourse PA from Yolanda. You know, it was like, just, just well, this one said, make you squeal like a pig. Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? Burt Reynolds? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he's no, talking about. And I'm not going to. Uh, this, uh, JD's sister <laughs> said, I dated a boy from Bishop, Texas. So, hey, her she, made name her, Bishop. she made her way around those, those 1A schools, too. Uh, looking at your sister. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Kathy, sister of mine, blood relative. <laughs> Go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook <laughs> and give it permission to use your name so I know it's you commenting so I don't have to look at my phone right yeah, here. Yeah, I hate looking at my yeah. phone if I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Lucy, he is my asshole. And yeah. Yeah. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Own it. Own it. You got to own it. Take Take ownership of that. That that's one thing I've definitely appreciated about you from the first time that that I ever had any kind of interaction <laughs> with you is is uh, you do always put your your wife out there as far as she's your queen she's your your front she's your yeah. support she's everything yeah and um that's actually I've, I've taken that I appreciate and and I'm sure she appreciates it because I've actually tried actually not I've I've put it into action as far as um see it right here bringing you know. I, I can't even explain it. Words just. Well, you bring it. I mean, you guys are doing a show. My wife, my, my my wife is. She gets pissed when I post a, just a picture of her on social media. She doesn't like social media at all. Doesn't do any of that stuff. Doesn't like it at all. She's only on for her business, and that's it. But I would love to have her on a show. You know, she'd bust me out the whole time for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, Chris Griffin is here. I'm gonna bust JD's oh balls every show. <laughs> Chris Griffin just showed up. What's up, Chris? Uh, uh, welcome to the show. It says, I have learned that Kat is cooler than JD. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris is a great Chris should be a politician. Chris should be a politician. You have got to meet up with Chris when you're up there with, uh, with oh, the other Chris. Chris, are you, if, you're in, if you're in Dallas, he's not far from DFW. He's in oh. Pottsboro. So awesome. He's not far from there at all. Hey, Kathy, you fixed it. I can see you now. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Yeah, Chris, we're, doing, we're hooking up with Chris um, Chris Severs and a couple other people. Um, the DP might might be flying down to Dallas as well. That is, if I if I test negative for COVID when I leave here, who knows? <laughs> you, know, you never know. Oh, nah, you'll be good. So, Chris, Kat, Kat is funny, y'all. Like, really funny. Okay, look, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it, but JD thinks anytime someone says I'm funny, they're just saying I'm hot. So will you tell him that I'm actually funny? Because my mom thinks I'm funny, so I have to be funny. Well, you have to choose between. Did you say they're actually saying you're hot? That's what he, JD keeps I saying. I did not say that about that, you. Yes, I said that about a lot of dudes will say that chicks are funny because they are hot. Maybe I'm not just because, funny. Not you directly. Maybe I'm just funny. Could it be? It could be both. Yeah, she is she's funny yeah. and hot. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. How the fuck do you think I'm married? Like, Jesus. <laughs> I got high fucking standards. <laughs> you no, know, you don't. Thank <laughs> 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 you, but no. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the women you dated before me. I'm pretty sure one was a one-legged stripper. You did not have high standards. <laughs> 
Hey, you are- hey, you leave Eileen alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Eileen, you see word? You can have him. <laughs> and that is what we call full circle, folks. There we go. Man. Oh, man. So, Chris, anytime he gives you a hard time, he's going to say, yeah, she's funny. No, JD doesn't believe I'm funny. He believes that people think I'm just good looking. That's it. He doesn't think I'm funny. He doesn't laugh at my jokes. Well, you're you're not you're very easy going on 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 camera. That's that's pretty cool. And you you I mean I think you're doing you guys are doing a great job. I mean you're actually a little bit more looser or looser or easy going than JD is. No, because, I'm always just this way. I'm, because I, I'm, I'm not taking broken. this seriously <laughs> at all. No, you're like, da, 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 I'm not know, getting so. paid for this. I am here to <laughs> to bust JD's balls and to and to tell everybody his middle name is Dean Joseph Dean. Go. <laughs> Dean? You say Dean yourself. <laughs> I'm not taking any of this seriously. This is not my business. JD, it, you know, he's gotten sponsors. You know, thank you, Gunner Gray. Thank you, uh, Soldier Girl Coffee. Uh, thank you, Warhorse. But I don't see a dime of that. So you do. That's where my paycheck comes from. <laughs> and I don't get a paycheck. I actually I do some business for JD, and I don't not business like and I'm a hooker. I meant like I help him with. <laughs> She's in the oldest profession. <laughs> Respiratory therapy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, there's actually a tour in Hamburg, Germany, where prostitution started. Like really? the very tour where the first prostitutes lived <laughs> in the world. In Hamburg, Germany. Really? Germany had the first hookers? Yep. Ever? Ever. You... <laughs> I would have thought it would have been like in uh, it's still uh legal. It's still legal in Germany or something too. like that. <laughs> Prostitution is legal. Like you can go and get a oh, yeah. I, when when I was coming back from uh from Kosovo, um they they pulled us all aside as we landed and uh flying back, we all landed or we flew back uh from Kosovo to Germany in the back of C one thirty and uh it was a really shitty flight. The back hatch wouldn't close all the way, so it was half speed, half altitude the whole time, just loud as hell cold as hell, windy as hell. We land there and they're like, all right, folks, we need uh, four volunteers to stay back in Germany because the flight's back or all space available. And uh, you're going to have to stay here for two weeks. It's $101 a day per diem. You could stay in officer's quarters and it's non-chargeable leave. I'm like, mm. yeah. I couldn't raise my hand fast enough or high enough and I got to stay there. And um, so the enlisted quarters were all taken. <laughs> and they, for it. <laughs> and they had, uh, they, there was a uh, the four of us that stayed and we're all staying side, uh, two different officers quarters, but they were kind of like two bedroom apartments and we would all split a cab into town every night and, and we'd all just go our various directions or whatever. And we'd all meet up a certain time and come back. And, uh, well, this one guy, he's, a. Uh, am waiting for him to come back and he was at the whorehouses all night long and I'm waiting for him and I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him. He doesn't show up. I take a cab ride back. I'm like, fuck it. It's time for me to go to bed. And I put the key in the door and I open it and it opens up about six inches and goes thump. I'm like, what the fuck? And I put all my body weight against it and I push it open. And uh, he's laying down, face down, ass up. He has his polo shirt on and that is the only piece of clothing that is on his body. <laughs> period, plain and simple. Um, his wallet is next to him. His ID is there and that is 
the only contents of his wallet. So I guess he pissed off some hookers or some pimps or whatever. I love how you tell the story like it was another guy who went through that. Yeah, I'm thinking like, okay, yeah. I cannot get the image of that dude's hairy fucking ass out of my brain. Too slow, JD. A little bit too slow. Like you were making it up as you went as far as like the other guy was laying on the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like, oh, I'm asking for a friend. Um, if he yeah. has a rash on his testicles, my friend, not me. <laughs> God. Well, right. You know, what, what city was that? What city was that? Frankfurt. Oh, it was in Frankfurt. Jesus. Cause they have a whole red light district down there across from the train station. Yeah, because I would go there. It was, oh, there, was a, there was the, the strip clubs where you can pay. It was 20 marks at the time, which I think was like 10 bucks American or something yeah. like that. And you True. drink off of that entire, your cover mm-hmm. charge, you just drink off that. You don't pay for your beer once you're inside. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go fucking drink. All yeah, I remember the first, oh, so high the volume. first day I was in Germany. It was a Friday. And some of these guys are like, hey, let's go down to Frankfurt. So we took a train. I was outside of Frankfurt about 45 minute train ride. And that was my first time. And we we took a train downtown and only thing I knew was in German was Vosinti Frauen, like where are the women, right? Oh, <laughs> good for you, man. Asking, like, like, excuse me, where are the women? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, women, women, Frauen, Frauen. They're like, what are you talking about? I didn't know it was called Red Light District. And uh, so anyway, we got there, we went into a strip club. And we're sitting at the bar and the, the stage is literally right in front of you like you do, you know, you see on TV. Yeah. And my first time ever. And I had my army jacket on, like army, you, you know, US first Army. First time the there or your first time ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was 19 years old, man. I didn't know shit, you know. Asking for a friend. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and this, this girl comes and sits in my lap and asks me to buy her a drink. So, you know, you know, as they do, whatever. And she was topless and I was like 19 years old going like a little crazy. And one of the other girls came up and they were like teasing her and stuff. And they whipped her. She had a towel around her waist, whipped her towel off. And she had this thing hanging there, man. (gasps) No. I ran out of there. there. It like like hit me on the leg as I was running by. You know, it was like I ran out of that, left my jacket in the bar. I didn't give a shit. I was was 19. I was was scarred for life, man. Oh my God! So when you said first time, you went first time with a man. No, 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 no. We've all been there. That was my first experience with a strip club in Germany. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit anymore. So what we would do is after because everything closed at two a.m., but the trains didn't run until five a.m. So you had to, you had this time in between. And so we'd go to the Bonhof or the train station and across the street were literally high rise buildings, like six stories, every single floor, every single apartment was prostitutes. And the higher you went, the, the bigger and uglier they got. Right. So oh. it was like, yeah, they're the expensive ones are at the bottom and the cheap ones. And at the top, they're like grabbing you saying, You're right, come on in, you know, trying to make money. Um, and because it's just so saturated there. They had this one called the Crystal Palace or something, you know, it was like marble and it was, and we would just walk through there to, to, to spend time. I, I never did anything because I was too much of a pussy. Um, but, you know, I was just walking around looking at all the women and just killing time. It, so, was, it was, it's surreal when I think about it now, you know. Was it's the just, Crystal Palace the name of the bar or the name of the guy's member? I'm going to rename your dick. Crystal Palace. If it gets any wider, I will. <laughs> well, you, you ask anybody who's stationed in, in Germany in the in the eighties and nineties asking about the red light district, they all know. 
Oh, and there was a there was a a, a, a club there. They called Umpa Music. You know, they play the German music like ner, 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 ner. and and around it you had all the tables. You had a balcony, and every table had a light with a number on it. And every every table had a telephone. You could just pick up the phone and dial the number of the table of the girls or the people. You hey, I'm table number thirty two. Look over. Hey, I, you, can we come over? That kind of it was crazy. It was a crazy. It was like you could call each other's tables. It was the place was huge, like like, like a warehouse. It's cool. Yeah. So, well, what I found really crazy about uh, Frankfurt was the um, the international airport. There is not just an airport. Um, there's like three or four different basement levels, and one of them is a legit full on shopping mall. I'm talking yeah. dozens upon dozens upon dozens of stores, food yeah. court, the whole thing. Like, uh, well, if, the world there's a world famous nightclub there called the Dorian Gray. It's closed now, but. Uh, that was like the best nightclub in all of Germany was at the airport. Yeah, we we went clubbing in the airport a couple of times. I was not a clubbing guy, but of course went there with, with the rest of the dudes. And it's it was- really funny how he says that, but a lot of his stories from the military were, well, we're at this club. Really? No, a lot of them were at this bar. Or no, we were fucking or- Usually there's the word stripper in front of club, but usually it's, hey, we're at this club once. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll give you that Yeah, one. see, he told you. <laughs> What really, truly, truly amazed me, and this is one of the reasons I want to go back to Germany. Of of all the places I've ever been, Germany is one of the places I want to go back to, is is just how absolutely clean that country is. Even the ghettos that you drove through, the streets were... were, Oh, yeah. like It is just so clean. There's no trash. There's no litter. There's no cigarette butts. There's no gum. There's no... Even in the... Before before the big... The 2017... um, influx of you know i think i guess two million um two million wherever they came from all over syria and and africa or wherever before that when you when you're on social welfare they made you work for a euro an hour cleaning the streets and picking up the garbage and stuff like that if you were on social welfare and you didn't have a job if you were on social welfare for too long and you didn't have a job you had to work um for a euro an hour to support what it is that they were doing with their, whatever they were giving you. I think it's $400 a month or something, 400 euros a month. You work for a dollar, a euro an hour, clean the streets, take the trash, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty clean over there. <laughs> okay. So I've got to read this out loud because it's freaking hilarious. Kathy. It's a two parter uh, from Kathy. I actually, uh, ugh, I can't even talk now. I accidentally walked down the red light district and pot district in Amsterdam with my 16 year old. I just wanted to walk back to my hotel downtown from the river. And the second one is imagine trying to explain your daughter while the area smells like grandma's house. Well, what? Amsterdam, I actually did, did my MBA in Utrecht, uh, part of my MBA in Utrecht. So we go to Amsterdam all the time in Amsterdam. Basically the whole, the whole canal is red light, the back streets and every, it's like, it's almost hard to miss. They don't even block it off. And they're just sitting there in windows, you know, like you walk up and look at them. Like you're looking at a, you're going shopping. It's really weird. In Hamburg, they have Herbert Street, Herbert Street, and they have at the end of, of the street on each side, uh, they have like these like these walls you got to walk through like this. So only men are allowed to go in there, and that was because back in the day when prostitution started, it was honorable. It was an honorable pr- profession, so they would never, so no women could go in there and shame the other women. So they protected the women prostitutes from other women, and no one knew who they were. Only the men knew, and of course they're, they're not going to tell anybody. You know, they're not going to tell their wives who, who the women were. So, yeah, it's uh, they block it off. But when you walk in there, you walk out the other side. If you're still fresh and you haven't done anything, there's like 30 prostitutes standing there waiting for you, man. 
So like you can just different. be like, I went shopping in Germany. Yeah. Shop for ladies. Like that. Oh, that bitch is a whore. Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, it's sort of her dress, you know, yeah. Sounds Asking good. for a friend. <laughs> but, but you got you got you gotta remember, uh, in Europe, sex isn't taboo. It's part of life. I mean they have ads on TV of naked naked people in Germany. You know, they have yeah. I remember my cousin came to visit and there was billboards with you know naked breasts, and he was like posing under the breast because it was such a big deal. Um, you know, uh, Germans are actually a little bit too sex and in, in, infatuated. Every new show, everything ends with something sex. And they always say it at the beginning. So you could stay to the end. Um, and they have like, they had like strip live, like uh, game shows where every time the contestant lost, they would take a piece of clothing off. This was on t- normal everyday TV. So sex is accepted over here. I mean, it's not like, Oh, it's taboo. No, that's, I mean, well, like, yeah. When, when I was there and this was, Late nineties, early two thousands, there was uh, um, a lot of the the openly public sexual whatever is stuff that's still mm-hmm. barely starting to come out of the taboo over here today. As far as like the BDSM was very open over there, the the uh, um, all the different taboos that are thank starting you Fifty to come. Shades of Grey yeah. for bringing it to America. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to ask what BDSM is. It's the bondage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They call it Sadomaso in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that stuff was 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 just out on the open there, and there's like kind of like in Vegas where they have the people handing out the cards for so the hookers. Steven, that stuff when there, he but. explained what BDSM was, did you think, oh yeah, regular sex? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking like you know, lack lack, lack and leather. They say. Um, <laughs> You know, there's actually a club in Berlin called the Kit Kat Club. It's been there since the 60s, and they keep changing locations. And the Kit Kat Club is literally you have to walk in. You only get in if you're dressed either you're completely naked or you're dressed, like, really weird. So you'd have to go in as a man wearing, like, leather shorts with your ass cheeks cut out and a topless shirt, you know, like topless or whatever, just something weird like that. So and I got, in, I got in a few times. Behind this uh, desk. Yeah. <laughs> you're not and wearing women, pants. And women would come in. Woman would come in just have anyway. So you you have like three, four, five hundred people in there, and it's it's a club with a stage, and everybody's half naked or naked, and everybody's doing something with somebody, men with men, women with women, women with men, threesomes, twelve, foursomes, twelvesomes, or whatever, and it's just a club. People are drinking. Hey, how's it going? And they're walking around with their shit hanging out. The weirdest place I've ever been, but it's very popular still to this day. I don't know if it's open, but it was when I was when I was there last time. So. And it's been there forever. Was that a, a really risque movie back in the 70s, 70s or 80s? Uh, or was it uh, Caligula? Or was Caligula. Like, uh, yeah, that was pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And it's it's just, like I, I said. Old oh, ass people shows is this. Hey, go fuck yourself. You're going to get old one day. You'll be like us. No, old thanks. You'll be like us. It doesn't matter how old I get. I'm never going to be as old as you fucker. So I'm good. Damn. Well, <laughs> you know. I don't like um, you know, if we go back, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's it's key factor that in the states, you know, there's I think in Texas there's a law, oral sex is is forbidden, right? I think it's a law. And yeah, I think like, it's still in the books that that any kind of sodomy, which includes oral sex, is still illegal in the state. Yeah, it's and not it's something that's like, enforced, but it was enforced <laughs> because which politician is going to say, "Excuse me, I'm the senator for uh, Texas. I would like to." Get rid of that law about outlawing oral sex. Just saying, you know, I mean, like, how would I'm that? Very anti blowjobs. 
I mean, what 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 lawyer or what uh, senator or politician is going to do that? Because then all of the fake oh, there's, there's a couple of senators in Houston that I could definitely pin that one on. Yeah. I'm not going to say any names. They know who they are. Well, that's the thing about it is that everybody gets all outraged at this shit, and they're the people that are. I don't even want to say what they're doing, but you know, what I'm saying like all these people that are like, oh, how exactly. do you? Sex is bad, and all you guys, and oh, look at me. It's like, oh, come on, get over it's it. The, uh, do as I say, not as I do syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not just talking about politicians, I'm talking about, you know, Karens or Kens or whoever they are, you know, Karens and Kyles, <laughs> collectively known as the HOA. No <laughs> 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 good. You made it a whole hour and 30 minutes before bringing up our HOA. Cool. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, it was a pleasure, man. What a what a what a different kind of conversation that was. <laughs> <laughs> we went from one end to the other, didn't we? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We ended with sex, right? Hey, that's how the night's supposed that's to end. That's how isn't it, it is supposed to end. That should hey, let's let's start our nights with sex from now on. People, I'm gonna run for politics and we're gonna start and end everything with sex. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Just make sure for guys there's a little bit of time in between the start and the finish. For recovery, <laughs> give me five to seven minutes, please. That's all it takes you. <laughs> That's fine. I, it's the best five, seven minutes of your he fucking life. Did you see him? He was stumped. Oh, My man. brain went into vapor lock trying to figure out the best response. To <laughs> he couldn't think oh, of a ah, come cramped my cheek. <laughs> Oh my God! My cheek from laughing. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> well, you it was honestly a blast finally getting to talk to you. Uh, like I said, JD talks about you all the time, and he really takes a lot of your advice very to heart because he knows that that you really just really want him to succeed. So yeah, I think that for sure, for yeah. sure. And how can you go wrong with with the hit method? Honesty, integrity, integrity, and transparency. It's true. Yep. That's. Very true. Every aspect of your life, if you apply business, that. Business, marriage, the whole yep, thing. Exactly. Live it. Live it. Embrace it. Embody it. Yep, for sure. That's And it also keeps you who you are. And, you know, no one does you like you. So, in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I know I said it before when, when we were going to end 41 minutes ago. But, uh, man, I can't, I can't say thank you enough for being here and, and doing the show with us. It was a completely unexpected yeah. outcome in tournament events. Yes. Yes. It was yes. it was so there fun. goes because I tore up one last time. There goes all my questions because they, that was amazing. There was no yeah. need for we it. always <laughs> before any interview, we always fill out a couple of cue cards with questions in case there becomes a lull in, we call in the them, conversation. We, we call them lulls. So we have okay, the if there's if we need the fillers, we have them already there. Yeah. And Really didn't have to use them. The only cards I used was the ones we we're doing for everything, which is the unpopular opinion and the right. would you rather, which we do with everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, man, not having to use any cards is awesome. That means yeah. I don't have to think about anything for the next guy. I've already got it yeah. written down. And that's the deal, right? That's the deal. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Who is the next one? Who is the next one? JR Alanis, Third Day Coffee. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah, he's gonna be the next uh, next week. Um, I've got Ryan Hunt lined up for April, and then I'm working on filling a few other slots. I've got a bunch of uh, soft maybes and uh, people that were their hard yeses initially, but 
Just need them to commit. I'll take a hard yes over a soft maybe any day. <laughs> it's like trying to play pool with a soft spaghetti noodle. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we can go on forever yeah, yeah, we yeah. Wanna, I mean, I've, I've been holding back don't want to get too dirty here you know <laughs> oh why not <laughs> well so we're we're smart, right, you, know. Know. So. you never know where it's gonna land no it's uh he's got a business to worry about <laughs> it was fun with you guys it was fun nice meeting yeah, you cat we, we really do really appreciate cool. you coming on so and it was nice meeting you steven thank you before we get i do have to say um Thank you again. We do have to say uh, thank you to Warhorse Legacy for making this possible. Um, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be able to have this cool setup with all this shit around us, making yeah. us look pretty, making us sound pretty. Um, so definitely, our thank phallus-shaped you. microphones. <laughs> it's it's gigantic penis. <laughs> <laughs> they keep us sucked with phallus-shaped microphones. But- I will see you in two days at the Warrior Council call for sure. And we're going to bring a lot of this shit up just because just really right. it's like a bad nightmare. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but thank you again. Thank you everybody for thank tuning you, in. Uh, we will see y'all next Tuesday, if not sooner, but definitely 8 next Tuesday. 8 p.m. Central, unless you're on Steven's time and it's 3 a.m. in Hungary. We'll see you then, Steven. 3, 3 a.m. <laughs> we'll see you live. <laughs> Thanks, kids. Y'all have a great night, everybody. All right. Good night, everybody.